Hello and welcome to another episode of It's Alive. We're here today doing a special and I've got a special person and a special guest. Joining me after a, a somewhat of a hiatus, I've got Matt Green. Hello again, Matt. Hello, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on. Um, I think pretty much after the last show we did last time, I've got immediately into work. And uh, I've, I've been wanting to do one ever since, but time commitments and all that. So, so yeah, I'm glad to be back. That's brilliant, mate. Now, I'm so glad to be with you. And today is a bit of a special show. It's uh, not one of our regular episodes. Um, we've got a, a special section today from uh, a podcast we recorded, our first one which we ever did live on stage, which was brilliant, at the... Um, the Birmingham Korean Film Festival. Uh, the first one that's ever been done at Birmingham. We did it at the Mockingbird Theatre at the Custard Factory in Digbeth. Um, and I think we had a great day, didn't we? We had a nice little panel, which you'll get to hear in a bit. Yeah, we had a fantastic day. I mean, everyone that came really enjoyed the films that we, sh- we, sh- uh, that we showed. Um, we showed The Yellow Sea and I Saw the Devil. Both fantastic films. I know you watched them for the first time and you really enjoyed them, didn't I, you? I did, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we, you know, we've been saying pretty much since episode one that I've got to watch more Korean films and... Uh, You'll hear on the podcast today my excitement after watching Yellow Sea. Um, you won't hear me talk about I Saw the Devil because it was recorded before I saw that, but that just absolutely blew me away, Matt. Um, so, so your 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 work's completed. Uh, <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, I've got um, plenty of footage from my upcoming documentary as well, and uh, it was just a fantastic day. It was really nice to hear other people's opinion on Korean cinema as well, especially from some people that I'd never seen Korean films, like Alexei. I don't think you'd ever seen one before. No. And obviously from Robbie, who's got quite a broad knowledge, um, yeah. like me, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it was great to hear other people's opinions and that everyone in the audience enjoyed it as well that I've spoken to. So yeah, it was a really great day. Yes. My girlfriend who was there said that I sounded like an adult. So it's high, <laughs> high praise from, uh, from my girlfriend, from me. Um, yes, we had on the panel, we had uh, uh, Alexi Kay, who's a contemporary artist based in Birmingham, who we invited along to see his, his views, and uh, Rob Charles, who's obviously been on the, a few podcasts that we did earlier this year. So yeah, you'll hear that in a bit anyway. So first of all, we in It's a Live tradition, we're going to do movie news. Um, and we haven't got a death this week, although Paul Manzurki did die, who's a, a, a film uh, director, did uh, Down and Out in Beverly Hills and stuff like that. But we, we're not going to focus on the deaths this week. We'll have, we'll have a, a, a break from that. Um, the, the first bit of movie news which we jumped on that's appeared uh, this morning is the first photo of uh, Henry Cavall in uh, Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice. What do you think of the picture? Um... Photoshop to hell. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got an open mind about the film, but I don't know that that picture doesn't really do anything for me. Um, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't a massive fan of Man of Steel. Um, I really didn't enjoy it. Um, I completely changed the origin story, as you said earlier, Stu, and um, yeah, I, I just wasn't a fan. No, I mean the, the <coughs> excuse me, the picture that's come out today does very much look like. Superman in Sin City, doesn't it? With yeah. the, the Photoshop rain. It, it, it looks more like a Zack Snyder film than I think the first Man of Steel did. And as, as you say, ne- neither of us are a big fan of the movie. Um, obviously, about a month or so ago, we saw the first Batfleck photo um, yeah. and uh, and uh, the Batmobile, which I thought the Batmobile, that, that, that actually psyched me for the film. Yeah. It, yeah. it looked like they'd, they'd gone back from the, uh, the Nolan style and sort of got a bit more sort of you know, Frank Miller Batman, if you like. But uh, but now, we'll see in a couple of years' time what they make of that. I'm not holding much hopes out. 
But then again, they may blow us away. I just think they've got too many characters and too many villains and they're setting up for Justice League. It just seems a bit like a stepping stone to me. I don't know. That's it, yeah. And I think after the hype after the Dark Knight trilogy, which a majority of people liked. I know, yes, they did. I know you wasn't a fan yourself. No. But well, Dark Knight, Dark Knight the yeah. second one yeah. I think is amazing, but I didn't like the, fir- the first and the last. I, I think they're just trying to hype it up and trying to keep, compete with Marvel. Yeah, so. absolutely. I have heard, just segueing in the DC universe... Um, sorry, we didn't uh, discuss this before, but a, a friend of mine saw Constantine. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the film Constantine with Keanu uh, Reeves. Reeves. Uh, very, very different to the comic books. It was an okay film, but it wasn't Constantine in uh, a lot of people's eyes. My friend, who's a huge Constantine fan, um, has seen the pilot for the new TV show um, and has said uh, very much... Uh, that he thought it was outstanding, right. and he said that if you know, pity the DC universe in the movies can't do something as well as this. So, so we'll have to watch out for Constantine later this year. Um, right, uh, next little bit of movie news was uh, the Expendables. Now, I've, I've been, I, I, I liked the first two Expendables. Uh, I think they're a bit of cheesy fun. I, I've always liked Stallone, and I'm a bit of a Jason Statham fan. I've got to be honest. Um, but we've heard this week that it's definitely going to be a PG-13. Um, not quite sure how I feel about that. No, I mean, the whole point of these films is meant to be high-octane action. And, um, you know, a lot of these movie stars that are going to be in this, like Stallone, Arnie, um, you know, all the others, um, you know... Harrison Ford. Yeah, so Harrison Ford. Pre, but, pre-broken foot. You know, you know, they've all been in 18-rated films, and some of those films are the best films that they've appeared in, mm-hmm. where they can perform to the best of their abilities, which is 18-rated. Mm-hmm. And to make it PG-13 is just, you know, sort of going to the crowd. And yeah. uh, I, I don't like that. I think they should have just stuck to what they know. No, I mean, I remember when Rambo 3 came out in the UK, and that was a, a 15, I believe. Yeah. Um... I think the first one was a 15, then the second one was a full-on 18. And I think, if I'm right, saying that Rambo 3 was a 15 as well. I may have to look that up. I may have just completely put my foot in it there and uh, <laughs> foot in my mouth and uh, got com- my facts completely wrong. But um, no, I remember when those sort of films sort of came out and they started lowering them and lowering the rating, like the diehards, when they, you know, they lowered the ratings as that went on, and that didn't bode well and doesn't really bode well for me for Expendables 3. But... Uh, I suppose that's another one. We'll see what it is. You know, if, I think if an action movie's good enough um, and has a lot of action, does it does it really need the, you know, as many um, body shots and blood and guts? I don't know. I don't know. I know there's going to be a lot of people that I know who are huge action movie fans that are going to be a bit disappointed. I, think. I, I just think ultimately it limits to what they can do. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think there should be a limit in action movies. There should just be straight over the top. Yeah. I think I agree with you. But we did hear as well that it was a, it's an old piece of news, but it seems to be gaining momentum that uh, Bruce Campbell is uh, petitioning to do an Expendables style with horror movie icons. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he wants to get Rob England involved. Um, the last Jason, his name escapes me right now. Kane Hodder. Well, Kane Hodder. He was, um, yeah, he's a few Jasons back now, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely the best Jason. Yeah, <laughs> most people's favourite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many horror action stars. I think that would be fantastic. Well, we were talking before off air that you know that it felt in a little way that Hatchet did that a few years back. Yeah, yeah, a lot uh, of cameos. Yeah, a lot of cameos from horror stars. You had um, uh, 
uh, Tony Todd who played Candyman and obviously Robert England was in yeah. there and uh, I think Kane Hodder was in that as well. Yes, Kane Hodder plays the main yeah. the main villain. So so yeah, so there was a, there was a few people in there, but but I think if um, if Bruce Campbell's got anything to do with it, I'm sure it's going to be nice and cheesy yeah. and B movie. So that'll be good. That'll be a Kickstarter I'd put money into. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and the last uh, the last little bit is um, it's a, a, a favor a firm favorite of mine, Tina Fey. Uh, from 30 Rock and Mean Girls fame, uh, has supposedly signed on with Disney to do a Hocus Pocus 2, or so it seemed. But it's it seems to be popping up in the last sort of 24 hours that it's not Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> I think you're a bit disappointed it's not Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, I, I mean, Hocus Pocus was one of my favourite childhood films. I absolutely loved it, but I think Bette Midler was fantastic in that film. And it also brought around, you know, a few other actors at the time. And um, I just absolutely love it. I love the theme of it. I, I really love the comedy and the, you know, the sort of lot, the almost black comedy in it as well. It's, I think it's fantastic. I think I've only ever been in the room and it's been on one Sunday dinner time on yeah. TV and I think I kind of half watched it. I can't actually remember that I've seen the whole film. I feel like I probably have, but I'm not. it's not one that really resonated with me at the time. I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm not a great fan of to be yeah. honest and she was there Bette Midler I think as I, I totally agree I think she's wonderful but um, Disney have said that they're making they are working with Tina Fey on another witch based film or films yeah um, I don't think Tina Fey's film career has been as uh, fantastic as people would hope for I did enjoy Date Night with Steve Carell I don't know if you've seen yeah, that yeah I think that was pretty good yeah it was a good film so we invoked uh, the old Scorsese films Into the Night or something like that I can't remember now with Griffin Dunn um, that sort of feel to it, but uh, but yeah, I think you know, I think Tina Fey is always one of those people that's uh, is interesting, no matter what she's signed up to. Yeah. She, hopefully, if she's working on it and, and sort of writing script and maybe directing it or whatever, yeah. maybe there'll be a, a new little franchise for Disney there. That's it, yeah. So anyway, so that's the movie news this week, um, and we are going to go straight into the. Korean Birmingham's first Korean fest, uh, film festival. As I say, we uh, you hosted it the weekend, um, and we did a panel halfway through the day, which we recorded a live podcast, which was a little bit nerve wracking for both of us. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, first time we've ever been uh, doing one of these things with people watching us. So uh, I think I think we pulled it off okay. <laughs> and uh, um, so here's the, the 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 sound from that day, the recording from that day, and just hope you enjoy it. Enjoy. Anyway, thanks guys for coming today. Um, we haven't had as many people as we hoped, but you know, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying the films. Um, my name's Stuart, Stuart Tonks. Um, I present a podcast, which I originally started with Matt uh, 18 months ago or so, uh, called It's Alive, which is hosted on Futurilla Radio, uh, which brings me on to introduce Rob, um, who's the head of Futurilla Radio, and I think you can say, say film buff, and... Yeah. Yeah, uh, likes Asian cinema, <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I think most of you know Matt. <laughs> so obviously, YouTube entrepreneur and uh, uh, also um, PR for Plain Archive yep. Video, who do some lovely releases um, that I'm sure he's shown you already. But uh, if you want to have a look, and there's some lovely things coming out from Plain. Um, and we've got uh, Alexi K, who's been badgering me for probably about six months now to jump in on one of our podcasts. He's a contemporary artist who's based at the Custom Factory. Yeah. And um, f- film... Film, film buff, buff. Blogger. Geek. 
I wouldn't say geek. <laughs> See, I don't mind geek. I'll, I'll, I'll happily More, take geek. I'll have to think about that one. Okay, all right. <laughs> and we basically thought, you know, we just, just could have a little bit of time. I just wanted to, you know, get some ideas really from Matt because this has been a very um, extravagant way of... of a year ago, Matt saying to me after we discovered talking about other types of films and all types of films on the It's Alive podcast, uh, wanted very, very much to me to watch Korean films because it came out that I'd not seen many apart from Old Boy and uh, Old Boy. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, we, it, it started off as the idea that we would sit down and we would watch some films together. And now we've got a theatre. And we've uh, used the YouTube account, and thanks to you guys who come from uh, Matt's YouTube account, um, uh, and, uh, and uh, the Mockingbird Theatre um, have let us uh, use the, the room today. Um, so we could, uh, could realise us watching a couple of films That's together. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I just wanted to start off by asking Matt, really. Um, you, you, we we know I know you know that you were very much into Korean films when I met you, yeah. Um, through your YouTube videos, um, but we we mainly talked about sort of American films and sci-fi and horror and whatever. Yeah. Um, and it came out that I'd seen a lot of films that you hadn't seen, and I'd not seen a lot of films that you'd seen, yeah. which were mainly the Korean ones. What made you? What got you into the the, the genre? If we can call it a genre. Well, at the time, um, basically me and my mate Ash, who's out there. <laughs> Hi, Ash. Um, at the time, we were basically exploring French horror films, uh, Spanish, everything like that, all European horror films. And uh, one day, I think Ash um, brought around a copy of Memories of Murder on DVD. He said, we'll try this, because we hadn't really experienced any Asian cinema before. Um, so we thought, we'll try this. Uh, we put it on, and from start to finish, we absolutely loved it. And then from then on, we went on to IMDb, IMDb sorry, and things like that. We basically researched the directors, what work they've done. Uh, we looked at all of uh, Bong Joon-ho's films. Uh, so we, we basically watched his filmography. And, um, and then we moved on to people like Park Chan-wook, which is quite weird because Old Boy is the film that people mm, tend definitely. to start with with Korean films. It's the most renowned film. Um, but yeah, it's, it just sort of went from there. Uh, how about you, Rob? Oh, me? Um, I'm just, I was just trying to think that. Which, which, uh, which film got me into it? I mean, as like Stuart said, I've been involved in kind of on the peripheries of film lecturing and various things for, for 10 years and a film fan for much, much longer, <laughs> as Stuart knows. Um, and, and I'm trying to think what was the first Asian film because it would have been, yeah. a, it would have been an Asian uh, horror film. And I'm, I'm very, I think, again, for me, horror is... Probably the, the genre I think is the most important film genre, yeah. um, and and, I, and and that's coming from someone who likes a lot of different different kinds of films. I, I think horror is something that um, because it, because of the way it open it opens up so, so many deep rooted fears that actually cut across cult, cultures. Yeah. So I think I think I think horror is a is a good way in to other cultures' film uh, canon. Um, so I think so. I think it's a use. It's a useful way of getting in, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I can't remember. I really can't remember the first. But the first I get that a Korean film that really made an impression on me was uh, uh, same director Kim. Uh, the film we're going to see this yeah. afternoon, um, a, a Tale of Two Sisters, yeah. and I think I saw it on television on uh, one of the one of the kind of late night series, and I, and, it, and, I, and I think again it it just pulled me through because the, the 
the thing that it has it, it has stuff that's specific to uh, Korean folk tales and yeah. ghost stories but so much of it just really I think gets his claws into you whatever culture you're from and, mm. uh, and so that pulled pulled me through through into and then through into the, I guess the Vengeance trilogy yeah. films w w of which I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big big admirer yeah so we've got old boy sympathy for, Mr. Sympathy Vengeance, for Mr. Vengeance and Lady Vengeance old, old boy and then Lady Vengeance right so, yeah. and Alex Alexi, yeah, you're 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 a little bit like you're 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 sitting here for a reason next to me, yeah. because <laughs> we we're sort of against these guys out here. Well, not against them. We we we're joining yeah, yeah, them yeah. now. You sort of um, came along today, and we watched earlier um, the Yellow Sea, yeah. which I, I I thought was fabulous. Yeah. And I think you know you guys have seen it for the first time today. You thought it was great as well. Um, what, what did you think? Well, basically, um, I'm a complete newbie to Korean cinema. I mean, I love foreign films, I love subtitled films, I love art house movies, but for some reason, I kind of drifted away from, um, you know... Um, I've got a mobile phone going somewhere. <laughs> Tomorrow. It's all right. <laughs> um, I drifted away from sort of foreign films, and for whatever reason, and... Um, I wanted to come and see the Korean uh, festival because it would be something brand new to me and you know I, I sort of overdid John Woo and you know all those sort of post-crouching tiger films back in the day and I wanted to see how different Korean films were from you know what I'd seen uh, from the Far East before you see mm. and uh, I was pleasantly surprised actually I thought um, you know I was amazed at actually how Euro I, European it looked. Yeah, I thought some of the um, the sequences, especially at the start of the film, set in China, were very bleak. Yeah. Um, very dark. Not what I was expecting from a Korean film at all. Obviously, when he changed to Seoul, it was yeah. very different. Um, but I just I I can't get over the chase sequence. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Don't want to spoil it because there is a couple of people. Certainly, Rob couldn't oh, make no, it for the first the, the first showing today. Um, the the chase <laughs> sequence after the the, the, the murder. I'm going to say the murder. Yeah. Um, was one of the most incredible chase sequences I think I've ever yeah. seen in a film. Yeah. Um, it, it's, fu <laughs> it's funny because the film, I think, started out as like a sort of me melancholic sort of cultural tale of a guy who's lo lost his wife and all that. And then suddenly about 20, 20 minutes in or 25 minutes in, it shifts up a gear yeah. and goes into sort of tell-no-one territory. I don't mm. know whether you've seen that, but suddenly... The stakes are suddenly elevated massively, and uh, it's it's on, you know. And uh, I, I was surprised because I was expecting uh, a sort of quiet, contemplative film about the loss of a guy's wife, and then it went. Yeah. And, so, uh, you know, certainly did. It certainly did sort of go off the scale in places. As uh, you'll find a lot of Korean cinema just knocks you for six every yeah. time. But it, it kind of kept it realistic, though, didn't it? Yeah. It didn't go. Stupid! You never, you didn't see any wire work. I'm not sure how, how much I'd last with uh, <laughs> with knife wounds and. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, there were certain characters that seemed to still get up, even though they're gushing blood, and sort of stagger down the street, and they make it through the next. It's certainly a lot more realistic than something like the raid, and um, I was pleasantly surprised to see a very much lack of martial arts. And once again, you guys who know Korean cinema very well probably. Roll your eyes at me for mentioning that, but I do get a bit annoyed sometimes when I watch Asian cinema films, and especially The Raid, uh, which I know a lot of people adore, um, which I thought was good, but I didn't realise how much of a martial arts film it was, and it was it was almost like watching somebody play a computer game. It was going into one room and fighting, going into another room, fighting for a little bit longer, going into another room, fighting. This was very sort of real, sort of brutal. Yeah, yeah, and actually very shadowy. So what was nice was a lot of the violence actually was not visible. No. So you didn't you didn't need to see it. 
Uh, and I think that's, that shows a very confident director, actually. Yeah. Some guy doesn't need to show the, all the blood and guts. You, know, you just see a bunch of like, bodies on the floor and pools of blood, that's about it. So Matt, what, what actually got you to choose? I mean, we, we've seen Yellow Sea this morning, and we're going to watch I Saw the Devil, which I've heard a lot about. Um, I, I think it sort of polarises people <coughs> from what I've heard. Um, I'm looking forward to it, as, a, as, as Rob is a, a massive horror fan, and I believe you'd describe it as a, as, as a it's, full-on horror It's a horror thriller, movie. it's got elements of horror, but I'll personally describe it as a thriller. Okay, all right, okay, that's fine. Well, I shall find out in about, probably about half an hour. Um, <laughs> uh, what, what made you choose those two films today? Basically, um, I think for people that haven't seen Korean cinema before, I think they need sort of a spark, and I think the violence that are in both of these films that I'm showing today that we're showing today. Um, I think that might pique people's interests and maybe go into it a bit further. Obviously it could turn some people off. People might think that Korean cinema is just about violence, which is ob obviously, of course, not. there's many different genres. And I've seen tons and tons of <laughs> tear-filled tier films. But, um, but yeah, that, that's basically the reason I chose them because I think violence tends to pique people's interests a bit more and they might want to explore it a bit more. Yeah, as you said at the beginning, Steve, you, you kind of use the word genre in terms mm. of Korean film which, but obviously yeah, it's, that, not, it, it's, yeah. not the, it's not the word that you can really use because because these films come from all kinds of genres but I think one of the one of the things that does happen is they come together in lots of the films that some of the films are hard to pin uh, Korean cinema is hard to pin down exactly what genre it, it belongs to yeah. and I think I saw the devil is, is one of one of those films that tries maybe not as successful in my opinion not that successfully to span kind of serious cinema and exploitation cinema mm. and the thriller it does really well it yeah. certainly does and the, the, thrill, the thriller genre it covers very very well do you think that the, the, the those films are more popular in western society because uh, and, and we, we haven't discovered maybe I mean most people I think who, who know films will know Old Boy um, and uh, The Host and things like that if you, you're, you're sort of into your, into your movies and you're sort of into genre films do you think it's uh, it's just it's because it's a a sort of a, I hate to use the term fanboy thing that we you know we do seek out if we like horror oh, yeah. movies we seek out films well, horror I guess, films I guess, all over I guess poetry is less well known amongst that kind of scene mm. than other films you yeah. know and the more contemplative kind of Korean cinema I get I guess gets a, a different audience but I think there are genuinely people who are who are just interested in what what's coming out of of this this other very high, really creative, highly productive culture. Um, I mean, I, I know lots of fans of Korean TV. Yeah. Um, very different again, but but there's there's a similarity. There's a kind of a melodramatic <coughs> approach that I think yeah, comes across a lot of these. And that's not that's not a necessarily a criticism. Mel melodrama, you know, the, the combination of literally music and and drama together to play out these kind of heightened emotional things is is a powerful thing in cinema. And I think it's something that that, that Hollywood. When it when it finds it, it mm. recognises yeah. that and as a really powerful way of pulling in audiences. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we can talk about the Hollywood, the impact that Korean films and, and directors have had in Hollywood. Um, in the last few years, we've had Last Stand, the Arnold Schwarzenegger film, yeah. so directed by Kim Ji Woo. Kim Ji Woo, who directed. I saw the devil. I saw the devil. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just, I just turned to Matt for for the, the names and the. Uh, the other films they made, um, which I thought was fantastic. I, I, I expected a, a yet another uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger slock fest, and I got one, but I got a bloody good one, to yeah. be honest, considering he's, a, he's knocking on a bit now. Um, I also um, I recently watched Snowpiercer, which is, it's kind of 
more, much more than a Hollywood film. It's, it's, it, it has more of a feel of Korean cinema to me. Um, I, th- I thought it was a fantastic uh, premise. I thought it was, the performances were just stunning. Um, but uh, I, I felt ultimately let down by the ending, but that, that's just me. Um, I hope they go on to make the stories, because you said they're from a series of books. Yes, right? graphic novels from France, I believe. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the way the film ends, which obviously I can't spoil. No. Um, it, it, I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very spoilish movie. Um, but yeah, uh, as you say, I, I think it will continue. Well, it, it, it got an American release yesterday, and it's full format, very which small was release, yeah, very small release. But you know, it's nice to know that Hollywood's listened to people who want to watch these films yeah. and want to watch them in their entirety because the Weinstein's were going to edit it down yeah. quite a lot, weren't they, and yeah. make it much more of an action movie. Well, they, how much more of an action movie do they think they can make it, I don't know. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was fabulous film. But we, said, we said about the violence, and you said about the... What, what other genres do they excel in in Korean movies? What, what should I look out for? What should anybody who's listening look out for? Drama films, I think, especially. Um, I'd like to see more drama. Because you know what, the first lots. 20 minutes of that film, yeah. I thought, wow, if the rest of the film's like this, I'm really going to be into it. Yeah. I loved it anyway. But it reminded me of, there's a Turkish filmmaker called Nuri Bilgi Ceylan, and he does very quiet, fantastically lit films, just real intense dramas. And I was thinking maybe it was going to go that way, but he didn't, yeah. it went into the sort of action mode, which was still good. But, but it's, it's, that, it's that genre mashup that I think yeah. that, that comes across in quite, quite a number yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of popular Korean, yeah. Western popular Korean films, that ability to move between these things and not to worry about it much I, I love the host I mean we've mentioned a few times mm. I, I, I just love the, the the kind of the melodramatic again soap opera yeah kind of format for it and, and then with, with the with the monster movie really well welded to that maybe we should say yeah. the host is another I, I think, another yeah. event I think, I think that'd be, be quite a nice host and Godzilla possibly <laughs> nice mash, Godzilla. Uh, well I'd like to see the new one oh, still I love haven't it. I know you're a big fan aren't you yeah uh, and I don't but, even like monster movies but really well apparently there's not in it not many monsters in it so <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a, no but it's it, you know Jaws Jaws was only in it for five minutes yeah, it's one of the best films ever so you know I like the build up I don't want to see a monster for you know three hours you don't want to watch Pacific Rim again mm. who does <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So, no. are we getting a sequel? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> Sorry for any Pacific Rim fans <laughs> in, in the audience. Um, uh, um, we get a sequel to that, but we don't get a Judge Dredd sequel. Okay. Um, <laughs> let it go. So. Let it go. No, <laughs> I, think I think we will. I, made, I do hope It so. made a profit four weeks ago. We're a Korean film first. Let's carry on yeah. with Korean films. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah. the, what, what you, are there any specific films that you can think of in the drama? In drama, I would say, as you mentioned earlier, Poetry by Lee Chang-dong. Also, Isis by Lee Chang-dong. Mm. Um, Memories of Murder, you've got Mother, which also categorises into two. Again, it's got thriller yeah. and drama aspect. Okay. Yeah. Um, that is a fantastic film uh, by Bong Joon-ho, I think I mentioned. <laughs> um, Memories of Murder, which again draws between the two. Um... Well, tell me so a bit about, more about the Vengeance trilogy because yeah, I think that's they, they've been sort of um, they, they should be grabbed by a lot of movie fans yeah. I mean Old Boy was obviously a, 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 the big hit yeah. which kind of started this whole thing yeah. um, well Old Boy's the one everyone's seen I well, think, yeah. I think. except for yes. me <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah so you know I mean, uh, 
<laughs> yes, you can do that and we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Okay. And then you have, to watch, you have to watch the Spike Lee version as well. Oh my God. Actually, that'd be fun. So that's another thing. We're, jump, we're jumping about all over the place, but the, 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 the Hollywood... Remake. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was the remake. Yeah. yeah. I know you spoke to me quite vehemently that in you know that you, you thought it was an awful idea. It did bomb at the cinema. I think a lot of that was due to alleged activities by Spike Lee against people that designed things and yeah. it went on the internet and didn't look very good on him so maybe and you know it got released on a very small amount of cinemas um i know that out of all four of us rob is the only person that's seen it and the remake the remake, the remake. Leaf him. yeah i've seen it. and i watched it this week in fact and and i and liked it you liked, liked it. it yeah no i liked it because i because i think it knows what it is it knows what it's doing did it keep korean film sensibilities do no, you think no i don't no. think so i think I, I think the story is there but i think i think it I think because the story is a, if a, without spoiling it, it's, it's a it's a very it's a a, a strange, circuitous, uh, ridiculous story in many ways. Mm. It's it's, it's yeah. a mel- melodrama, um, it, it plot twists and so and so on that you see coming a mile off really, but um, but it, it doesn't take itself very seriously. And I think I think Spike Lee does a, does a good job of that. It's not it doesn't it doesn't. Uh, uh, it's not a humorous take on it, mm. but I think it, it understands what it is, what genre it, it is in. The, of, of, interestingly, <coughs> all the, of the three Vengeance trilogy films, it's my least favourite. Mm-hmm. It's the one I, I've come back to fewer times or less less often than the others. And, and I think for me, Lady Vengeance is yeah. is the, the the third final and and the best of all three of them. And I think and I think what they well what they all do, what in all three films do, is, is with character. Um, and they and the, the they're real. They're fully fleshed out. They're, their motivations are believable. Yeah. And I think maybe you know maybe other some other films maybe the one you know I, I think I've seen the one we're about we're about to see and I have some, some misgivings about about its its, its treatment of characters. Um, but I think with the Vengeance trilogy, they yeah. they are fully fleshed out characters with believable motivations. Um, they're put in ridiculous heightened situations, melodramatic yeah. situations, but but I think they are they are believable. And I, and I think also its use its use of well, actually Park Chan Wook's use of female uh, yeah. characters and it is just superb. Will uh, Moon uh, talking about I saw the Devil? Will uh, Alexi squirm as much as he did next to me while watching? Well, as, I didn't, I didn't as see as the did first earlier. One. I didn't watching see the, the <laughs> yellow sea. I didn't see the first one, but from what you said, from what you said, it, sound, it sounds like a like a when it, like a walk in the park. When, <laughs> when it's devil. realistic, blood and guts. <laughs> yeah. That's when it gets me. For instance, Black Swan. I was like, oh, all, all the way through that film. Whereas people, you know, being eviscerated, being by zombies, I'm not bothered. Yeah. But, you know, anything, you, but anything might, to do with fingernails or you whatever. Might, you might have a few Who else has seen I Saw the Devil already? Okay, about half the people here. Okay. Yeah, I think he's going to have a problem with it, isn't he? <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think you're going to squirm. Oh my God, yeah. okay. A lot. I think I'll be okay. You'll be Watched a few. I'll be alright. I've watched some. I've watched some that Matt won't watch. So, <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, the only thing I want to touch on with Matt now is obviously you're playing archive. You're doing a little yeah. bit of a presentation uh, in a few minutes. We'll have a little bit of a break. Just take things down so you can do your presentation. Yeah. Um, obviously, this is not going to be nothing to anybody who's listening to the podcast. But uh, um, tell us a little bit what you're doing for playing archive and what they are doing. Well, basically, I got involved with Plain Archive because 
I'm a DVD and Blu-ray collector. I have been for years. Um, I love Blu-rays. I love the special features that you can get with them. You can, you know, the additions that you can get. Because I've got such a passion for movies, I think that, or I don't know, this, I, I need that in a physical form. And I think because Plain Archive release such incredible editions like this, just absolutely mm. fantastic quality. They put the time and effort into it, and the collectors themselves as well. So they bring all that across. And I think I think that's why I really got involved in them, to be honest. And uh, yeah, I, I love working with them. What, what have they got up and coming, or do you want to keep that for the presentation? I'll keep that for the presentation. Okay. So sorry, that's, anybody. That's any, beautiful. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, uh, any listeners, uh, we've got a, a, a copy of um, Dan Aronofsky's The Wrestler. Uh, which is just, it's just beautiful. It really is. And fits on a DVD shelf, unlike some steel books, which is <laughs> yeah. stick out, or Lord of the Rings with, you know, characters, money boxes, or whatever. No, that's, <laughs> I, I, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, and I'm a big fan of Aronofsky anyway. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll be looking at getting a few of those uh, from Plain Archive. Uh, about the, doc- the documentary that you're making, yes. Matt, you, are you, you going to keep saying more in the presentation, or are you going to say? Yeah, do you want to talk a little bit about the documentary? Because we're also filming some of this today as well. Yeah. For the, for, uh, uh, I don't know who knows. If you watch Matt's YouTube channel, I'm sure you know. Uh, Matt is uh, currently working on producing uh, a documentary on Korean cinema, which some of this may or may not be used in. Um, uh, we've talked about maybe a Kickstarter campaign, yeah. which would be fantastic. Because um, do you... Do you you want to talk a little bit, bit about the, the documentary and what we'll, we expect to see? Yeah, well basically, what I'm doing on the documentaries, what I've done today, I want to bring more people to Korean cinema. And the whole idea is to give people, there's three sub, sub, subcategories within it. There's uh, beauty, vengeance and tears. So beauty films, obviously dramas, uh, romantic stuff like that. Uh, vengeance, obviously Park Chan-wook's films, uh, Kim Ji-woon stuff, all that type of stuff, all vengeance type films. And obviously the last one, Tears, is going to be tear jerkers, things like that, which also brings some across from the first category because there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, but yeah, that's the whole idea behind it, basically. I want more people to see Korean cinema. And I believe, can we, can we talk about the involvement with Plain Archive? Can we, just <laughs> okay, we can't, we'll, we'll, we'll just tease with that then. Yeah. There's uh, hopefully something big on the horizon there. So... Um, no, so I think um, I think if, if everyone's happy with that, yeah. and, uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up. We'll keep it nice and short for you. I'm sure we all want to watch. I saw the devil. Yep. Apart from Lisa, <laughs> and, and, and uh, Alexis might. Uh, I'm, he's yeah. gonna watch it. Yeah, it yeah, sounds good. It. No, I'll be all right. I can uh, just duck under the seat if I have a problem. And uh, so we'll wrap up the the, the, the chat, and I hope you. you enjoyed it and you've probably thought why didn't they talk about that well get in touch with us get in touch with Matt and uh, if we do another one maybe come sit up here as well and uh, you can have have your say on what you think Um, well we managed to get through the whole thing without talking about Star Wars and without you saying guys (laughs) 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 which is a miracle so uh, thanks everyone for listening thanks for coming along today and um, we'll watch I Saw the Devil After Matt's presentation. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, 
hope you enjoyed that. Uh, we really enjoyed it on the day, didn't we, Matt? Yeah, we had a fantastic time. Uh, just want to say a couple of thank yous. A big thank you to everyone that came to the event, uh, to the festival. It was absolutely fantastic. I had a great time myself, and I hope that everybody else did as well. From the people I've spoken to, they all said they had a great time. So, again, thank you to everyone that came. Also, I want to say a big thank you to Plain Archive. They also sponsored the event, and uh, I did a little presentation on them also. And, uh, yeah, is there anyone that you want to say? Yeah, thank the um, Mockingbird Theatre. So uh, and and the theatre and bar which is new to Digbeth. So if you've uh, not been over there yet, they're putting on lots of things, and hopefully there'll be some more events there as well in the future that maybe we can run or we'll certainly be supporting. Um, and uh, Futurilla, uh, we normally thank them at the end, but we'd like to thank Futurilla for hosting our inane drivel that we uh, <laughs> we talk. And I'd also like to thank most of all, Matt. I'd like to thank you. Um, you know, the 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 Korean Film Festival was your baby. Um, and I'd like to thank you know thank you for not only inviting us along but uh, for coming back onto the doing the podcast on stage which I know is a little bit nerve wracking uh, for both <laughs> of us um, but but uh, we got a great reception to it um, as you can hear the the claps at the end <laughs> uh, which was nice but now we uh, we had a great reception and I'm glad that you've uh, you've, you've sort of come back to to it's alive because as uh, I'm sure you've heard the other podcast we did with Rob and myself and a couple of others. Uh, we you, you were never far from our thoughts, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I know that you've sort of said that you want to get back into doing a few more, as well as your YouTube channel, Maticus Tatui. That's it, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So if you look for Maticus Tatui on YouTube, a lot of the people who came to the film festival did know you already. From yeah. That, so, <laughs> so that was great. And also, want to thank uh, Rob Rob Shaw, um for coming to the uh, for coming onto the panel as well, and also Alexi Kay. Who also joined us as well. So absolutely, yeah, they they, they were great. Uh, Alexi's been uh, been badgering, as I said on, the, on, <laughs> on the, the 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 talk. Alexi's been badgering me for a while to do a podcast. So hopefully we'll get him back as a as a special guest, uh, yeah. talking about a few shows. I know he's into other other countries yeah. films. So uh, maybe me and you can do some homework and uh, <laughs> and brush up, and uh, Alexi can uh, put us to shame. That's it. So, uh, so no, uh, I mean, uh, just reflections on the day. Um, it, it, it was a great day. I mean, you know, it was a brand new thing for the theatre. Uh, they tried us out. It's The Custard Factory is not always the, the best place for people to get to in Birmingham. But, you know, people made the efforts. And uh, uh, and the films that, we show, that you decided to show, um, The Yellow Sea I liked a lot. Uh, I know Alexi's, it was his favourite of the day. Yeah. Um, Rob unfortunately couldn't make it for for the first uh, the first film, uh, but uh, I saw the devil just blew me away. <laughs> Rob's Rob's not a massive fan, as I think he said in the panel. He's uh, but uh, he he did say to me before he said you, this, you're going to really dig this movie, <laughs> um, and I certainly did. I just oh, wow, he did. I haven't stopped talking about it in the the, yeah. the, the few days since. Um, I, I, I love the themes, and obviously it, it, it does hammer home the, you know, you have to become a monster to kill a monster yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, you know what? Who cares? I, I, you That's know, it, yeah. It, it, it was a great film with just some of the strongest performances. The the main the main bad guy, what's his name? Choi Min-sik. Choi Min-sik, who was obviously old boy. Yeah. Um, once again, just a magnificent performance for me. Yeah. Um, and he's at uh, a London-Korean... Yes, I believe he was there last year, but I believe he's coming back this year as well, so hopefully I'm going to get down to that. So hopefully, maybe maybe we'll do an It's a Live road trip. That's it, yeah. And we can record from the day, and maybe, uh, who, who knows what's going to happen over the next couple of months. But uh, I think it's an exciting time, both for uh, Matt with his YouTube channel, his your documentary yeah. that's, uh, that you're working on at the moment, which... Uh, 
you know, we, we hope we can, uh, I can be a part of as well so in some small way um, and certainly support you as, as much as I can. Um, and uh, we'll pr we're promoting that on It's Alive constantly. Um, um, but yeah, you, you know, it'd be, it'd be great to, I think it's a big time for It's Alive as well because, you know, you, you, you're back in the fold now and I we've, am. Got, we've got Rob, <laughs> we've got uh, CJ Monk, we've got Alexi, we've got Tim Matthews who did a marvellous... A marvelous Marvel episode <laughs> for us a few months ago. So, you and know, also we, James as well, which is he said he's more than happy to come on the podcast. Yes, we've, as got, well. we've got James Merchant from uh, Picture House Cinemas who uh, who've promoted many films over the last couple of years. And uh, uh, James, hopefully, fingers crossed, James, if you're hearing this, we do want you on here. <laughs> um, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll we'll make your your time worthwhile. I'm sure. No, it'll be, oh, it'll be wonderful. I'll get him on. I'll get him on. Why? Well, that's it. That's it for the It's Alive special from Birmingham's Korean Film Festival. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as everyone did on the day, and, and certainly as much as we did. And um, we'll be back very shortly with a regular episode. Bye. Bye.